I watched the movie and I was so disgusted by it. I refused to do any additional research. <laughs> Dude, that's on you though. I mean, okay, well, let's just kick it let's off. Just, we'll talk about I, it. Dude, I blame Amazon. I watched it off of Amazon. It said R-E-C-E-S-P, like Espanol. That's the one I, I, I watched. Yeah. I got English. All right. Let's, All right. Let's, let's kick this thing off. We'll see where it goes. Kick it. It's spooky time. Spooky time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Friday Night Frights edition of the Real DMC podcast. DMC stands for Dave, Marks, and Colin. film we are here to talk about today uh, was written and directed by Jaime Balaguerro and Paco Plaza. And that film is 2007's Wreck. More like train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I, th- I think you fucked yourself by watching the dubbed version, but we can... I did, yeah. So my uh, the caveat is I could not find the Spanish original Spanish audio, so I ended up watching the English dubbed version and... There's no dubbing. way I could ev- there's no way I could possibly sit through a shaky cam dubbed version of a found footage film like I, I mean that would just yeah. be insane I mean I would I would have gone crazy in 2 minutes. So think like your high quality movies that are dubbed are usually pretty bad and poor experience. Your low budget horror movies they <laughs> you get also low budget dubbing uh, <laughs> actor voice actors so it's not it was not great. Did you get a lot of low budget screams? Yeah, the screams don't really match up with the action. You see, like in this one, there's a lot of like kind of group yelling and stuff going on. It's just like very like, oh, there's a bunch of people in a sound room yelling at each other, dubbed on top of the scene. This is uh, there's terrible. no way there's no way you can even give this movie a fair shake. Honestly, it's true, but, but I'll try. Okay, I can I can right. still criticize the the firefighter not knowing anything about compression. Okay, well, uh, and, let's get into. I would ju- I just like to say before we start. Yes, there are spoilers. I kind of wish you guys watched the dub version because, <laughs> because I'll have a lot of comments. I don't know if they'll actually relate. Because well, there's, be there's a lot well, of scenes. There's a lot of scenes where they're like, what are you talking about? Tools, you know, tools to open doors, to unlock locks. <laughs> like they had these lists. <laughs> no. What yeah. do you mean? The textile uh, factory, you know, shirts and pants and sweaters. And <laughs> there's a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very awkward, like strange, like dialogue throughout that just didn't really work. So that might oh. be the dub version issues. So it was a Spanish film produced in Spain, filmed in Barcelona. It uh, was a big success. So it ended up making $32.5 million internationally. Uh, it was not actually released in the United States. The first one was not um, until after. It was remade in 2008 as an English film called Quarantine. So Marcus, since you watched the English version of Wreck, you probably just should have watched Quarantine instead. but It probably would have been better. Yeah. Uh, the original film, so the Spanish film, has uh, garnered three uh, sequels or, or created three sequels. Uh, it does maintain a 7.4 rating on the IMDb, which after watching it seems pretty high. The, and the, the really interesting thing is when you look at all these different lists, so Collider's 40 Scariest Movies of the 2000s, uh, Thrillist put together a list of the scariest horror movies of the 2000s rolling stone the 65 greatest horror films wreck ends up scoring very high on all of those lists and uh, i'm a little bit confused by that honestly because i think it's a well-made movie it's very interesting there's a lot of stuff about the production that i think is kind of fascinating when you go through it or, or just the approach that they took to it but i'm not sure that i would necessarily 
see this as one of the scariest movies ever made. I, I guess I just don't quite get that. How about you guys? What part was supposed to be scary? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is this may have been the least scary movie I've seen, you know, since Frozen. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like the last five minutes, you know, is slightly scary, but that's it. I was so bored at that point. Interesting, because I, I there were there were periods of this film where I was bored. I yeah. was, and I, I'm wondering why the filmmakers filmmakers made certain choices. But you know, we can cover that later. I did like the last. And when they went into the the top apartment, was that the last five minutes you're talking about? Yeah, the penthouse. Yeah, and then yeah, and then it was it was dark. I mean, it yeah. was like pitch black. And they and only they, lit, and they were like scanning around just, the room and only yeah, lighting up. That was really only, good. yeah. You only had the night vision, and uh, so that was the only scary part. I wouldn't even say it's scary. I thought that was shot well, and I thought the like kind of set decoration of that whole the way they shot in the way the set was made, I thought was really good. I'm not sure if I was actually scared, and even the boy in the attic was it like. You knew it was coming too. So that was yeah, not scary no. at all. But it was, I mean, it was a, it was a, that was the only opportunity really for a, a, a valid yeah. jump scare. And, and I knew it was coming, but I still like jumped a little bit, but that was it. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was creepy with the, um, you know, the, the creature girl, you know, at the end. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say it was like scary, but yeah, I, I mean, that I was think it. this is a bad movie. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's, pretty well made i think it's shot pretty well i think that the performances are pretty good uh it just doesn't really i mean I, again for me it's the comparison to other movies that people so, have as the scariest movie of all time and I, I just don't get it yeah so i've been looking at a lot of these lists uh, because i'm trying to find a scary movie something that's right. really gonna like make me scared right i i keep seeing the same movies over and over again first of all these these lists are they're bad because they're really more talking about what are the best horror movies rather than what are the scariest horror movies. Right. Yeah. And I'm looking for the scariest, you know, when you have like cabin in the woods, it's, okay, it's one of the best, but it's not one of the scariest. Right. Right. Yeah, what's that scary um, at all? This, what I think the problem is with a movie like wreck is that if you watch it today for the first time, it's no longer new. I think in 2007, when it came out, it was new and exciting and interesting. It's something that you hadn't seen before because it's a found footage horror film. And I think it might have been really good then. But even Blair Witch was, what, seven years before that or so? Yeah, actually. At least this was, you know, yeah. had zombies, essentially. Yeah. And it was a lot more frenetic. But, you know, I've seen this stuff before. And honestly, zombies are just not scary to me. And basically, zombies have been done to death and they've been done like really really well you know every infected person was just so not scary and every time somebody was attacked by an infected person it was not scary and it yeah. was all it was also predictable and like i said this is why the, the only thing that i found close to being scary was the very end with the with the creature whatever that was because it's very you know, thin, tall, emaciated, and and you're in the dark and you can barely see. You don't know what's you know, what's coming, and you get glimpses of it. And yeah, you know, that that's that was it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of that stuff was cool. I mean, it does it does it did a good job at least of creating some level of tension during those end moments. Just the end moments, though. But that was yeah. it. So it was like the movie was already what like seventy eight minutes. You know, I mean, well, it's, so it's 79 minutes and I would say that maybe 40 of those minutes is running up and down the stairs. <laughs> like that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah. 
I had much, much higher hopes for this film. And the reason why I picked it or I recommended it is it was that I was trying to find that, you know, scary movie and let's, and it was fun to try a foreign film. So that, that part of it was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It was, and it was very yeah. interesting to watch a, a horror movie with subtitles. Cause I don't think most of those movies that I'd watched have been Japanese. The, those have been the ones that I have watched that have been subtitled. So I don't know that I had seen a, a Spanish horror film. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. And again, I do think that there is a lot of decent stuff here. I just don't think that it particularly ends up being scary. Yeah, I wish I wish I watched the uh, Spanish version too, because even even if I didn't understand it, you would have got it would have been a better story even without the subtitles. It's I mean it's not complex, <laughs> it would have been very easy to follow. No. Plus, even without you'd get you'd get Angela and her wonderful, beautiful Barcelona accent. I'm now extra sorry I missed it. I was gonna say one thing that didn't work for me for Rec also was there was a little too much focus on the documentary, which makes sense because you're trying to explain why there's a camera and the kind of shaky cam and the found footage. They also like a lot at the beginning, like so much focused on Pablo, who is the um, videographer, too much focus on that. Like her keep going back, make sure you keep filming, like her keep turning back to the camera. And like, you never kind of got out of that. Like you're still like thinking about that aspect of like, oh, they're filming this thing, their show that <laughs> while you were sleeping and all these other things going on, where you're just like, uh, you know, you don't really get lost into like, the situation that's there, it's kind of pulls you out of that. Yeah, there's the likelihood that probably once shit really starts getting real, that they're going to stop with the, you know, doing the producing the segment at that point and just try to. Pablo's really not going to help out here. He's just going to hold a camera and and watch this. Like, come on, Pablo, yeah. help him out. Well, and so here's what I would say though. So we're, I don't know that there's a lot of point in us talking about the cast because uh, these were all. Spanish actors and apparently the director ended up finding a lot of actors that were not well known very specifically because he was making he wanted to make this film as if it was something that you know he was striving for realism right so he was not looking for established Spanish actors um, but Manuela Valesco who plays Angela as as the main reporter I think she's really good in this movie I think she is very believable I think the performance that she gives in terms of being scared and uh, all that. I think, I think she's actually very effective. I think she's, I think it's a very good performance. I totally agree. She's great. She's fantastic. I think she, she actually also is like a TV presenter. And so, uh, I think that it sort of came naturally to her, but yeah. just the, 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 when the, the action ramps up and the tension ramps up and everything, she, she's great. So, so yeah, but yeah, she was probably the best thing about the movie. Well, and, and actually I, I do think that the entire cast, I, I think everybody was very believable. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that part yeah. of it was really interesting. So, so, and especially not being familiar with these actors or having to deal with previous, you know, relationship you had with them from seeing them in anything else. So that part of it I liked. I can't really speak to that because I think from um, listening to the dubs, they all were terrible actors in my view. Like it's hard to like divorce the voice over the, uh, yeah. just the actors. Um, Marcus, how about, you want to give us just a quick high level uh, plot summary? A documentary film crew follows some firefighters into a zombie apocalypse situation. That's not even like apocalypse, a zombie outbreak. And then they get, but, but then they get stuck in there, right? Because the get government stuck basically, in the yeah, the government uh, isolates and quarantines the building. Which it was a nice way to uh, cut down on the, like the cost, the set cost. You just keep them all like bottled up. Like, you know, you have to do the outside scene. You just like, yeah. You shield I mean, it up, it, you know, you have to do. I think like, it was, uh, that was a conscious decision for them. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. it's, because it is a one building. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shine and some it, lights in there so they don't see outside. And it totally Play a worked. Helicopter sound. Yeah, like, it totally worked. Um, yeah, though, though, uh, you know, I would 
I really sort of question if any of that would have actually happened. First of all, like if this was if this movie was a big budget movie made in the US, this would be like scene one of the movie. And then the government steps in and they basically gas everyone to death in the building. <laughs> and then we move on to scene two. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised that that the government knew what was going on, knew they had this this very dangerous outbreak in this building. Anytime you send in people in spacesuits, you know it's bad, right? Right. I'm sort of surprised that they didn't either uh, provide more help to the people inside or just say, like, fuck them. Like, let's, you know, let them all die. That was the hardest part I had with the movie was the believability of all of it. Because then they get locked inside the dog or the dog got whatever happened to the dog. And now they're like shutting down this whole building. That's what I mean. It's that, that, that because the whole thing they, seems they figured out. Right, because they figured out from the from the dog at the vet, like that in one day, that, and then all the dogs it spread to all the other animals at the vet, and they all turned into you know vicious creatures um, that they would then like immediately like lock down that building. I think government yeah. does not work that fast. But yeah, so, I, so yeah. I have lots of questions about the the mythology and all that. So Could, do you want to go through that now? Yeah, because the, what I was just about to say was that. Given all that, what I think is the weirdest thing is what ends up the 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 big shift, the big turn it takes once they enter the penthouse, and yes. that I'm like, it makes no sense. What, what the hell? Like, if you're going to do that, do it earlier. Like, there's just like no time to even grasp really what was going on, and you basically you introduce a, a huge new plot point, and then you got five minutes, and then the movie's over. Right. So, so, so I had the same reaction, which was, why not just keep this as a straight bio horror, right? Some sort of con- contagion, whatever, transferable, you know, infection, that kind of thing. Because what I got out of the end of that, of the end of the movie, and I probably maybe I'm going to need to go back and or I, I would need to go back and maybe watch it again, because it was it, translating the subtitles of the, you know, when it was scanning the articles on the wall. So what I think happened was, the there was a creature that is a that is possessed with some sort of you know de, de not, uh, demonic but i possession. think it was a girl i think it was yeah. a girl a girl, then the girl possessed the yeah. girl then somehow got the dog infected and then the dog you know it, it attacked and then that's when they ended up quarantining but i, I don't really understand so, no, the tie no, no, between no. I, possession so, and biocontaminant like that that part i don't quite get i think it was a different girl the the lady that was like that creature thing at the end was the original uh, kind of infector. This is the way I understood it. Was right. like the, the, the original uh, origin was this lady who was trapped up in the attic at the end and whoever was in the attic has been doing this research and captured her and it was some possessed biological something combo. And the little girl in the movie just happened to the, like, catch it. The dog probably caught it from that girl somehow. So Okay, so, and, so yes, well, the way I understand it is that there's this, he, the, the the person who rented the penthouse was involved in an investigation sanctioned by the Vatican right. to look into the possession of this little girl. And what he ended up finding out through experimentation on her was that it wasn't just like some sort of, you know, supernatural possession, but it was actually, there was a, like a biological component to it. Something that then he found out could actually spread to other people like an infection. And so what I think happened was then he he knew 
he had to like shut her away. And so he shut her away in this apartment. And that is the girl just much older. I agree. And yeah. she never, and she never like, she can't die or something. I don't know who the kid was in the attic, but unless that was actually her, I, no, that's yeah. unclear. it looked that's, like someone that's, else. Yeah. That's totally unclear to me. Yeah. It looked but, like a little boy. Well, cause, cause and but, the tape recorder said that the girl, like he was keeping the girl, uh, you know, here he had set up something inside the apartment to, yeah. to keep her in there. So, right. Yeah. Apparently he just, I guess, put her in the attic and then, which is a huge it, flaw. Cause you think it didn't work very well. Wouldn't you be a little weirded out too? Like you're, you're having breakfast, you're having breakfast and you hear the, the, the girl creeping around in the attic upstairs. Like, yeah. Walk, walk, walk yeah, around like hey, nobody lives up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It but seems then, like you like for 10 years or like however, like, cause she was pretty older later. Right. She's like, Oh 18, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But then what I really don't understand. So again, that's a, this is a, now a completely different movie. Right. Right. And then what I don't get at all, and I don't think they explained it, was yeah what was the crossover event how did the how did yeah. the dog get it because i think it was the dog is the like patient zero in the building right and yeah. then the the dog spreads it to the little girl yeah and somehow spreads it some, to the old lady so the old lady yeah the, the crazy old but they lady, don't explain any of that they don't show the, like they could have shown like oh she's giving her piano lessons or something to to connect these things right and they didn't do any of that so yeah, I just I really don't understand the any of the like the timeline. And if the girl, the little girl, if she got it from the dog, then why did it take so long for her to turn? Right? They well, did have like it, they tried to explain that at one point with like some sort of like they mentioned the blood different blood types that had a different yeah, uh, incubations, different purple type. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, well, fine. Which I don't know how they figured that all out from the dog in like one day. We took the dog in yesterday, and now we have all this whole. It could have yeah. been tightened up. The writing really needed to be tightened up. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, It was shot in a real building. So they, they didn't build any sets. They just actually filmed it inside the building. The budget was $2 million. So if it ended up making $32 million, it was definitely a success. Um, and the other thing I thought was interesting is they shot the film chronologically. So the actors and the actors were all mostly doing uh, improvisation. So they would, they would give them basics around what was happening. But the the thing that was most interesting when I was researching it was the none of the cast that was there knew that the fireman drop was going to happen. Like the guy was going to come, the body was going to come flying down the uh, the stairwell. So when you see them all jump and in surprise, that's that's a real reaction. Like that he you know because you see the cop kind of pushing them back and and the director like they were getting prepared to drop the the dummy down to scare everybody. So that, I think that's kind of cool. You know there there are some nice moments where you have like the little girl after she's you know, after she's bitten and she's standing kind of in the shadows and she looks sort of creepy. I do think that the end sequence with the the night vision, you know, looks pretty good. So I think it's, I think it's shot pretty well. I do. I mean, I, I just think that the plot, it just goes back to why have the possession angle in it at all? I just, I don't get that. I think what I've found out over the course of watching a lot of horror movies is that what scares you may not scare me and vice versa. Right. And, you know, we all have something that really gets under our skin which is why like you know i think a lot of the the movies that are on those lists you know they they just impact different people in different ways i also think though it doesn't have to be the mechanism like it doesn't have to be demons or spiders or werewolves or whatever it might be like it requires a certain level of craft of making the film 100 percent, a combination of of music intention and storyline Jaws yeah, is I, just, I, I, I think if you throw spiders in the descent, 
if you throw spiders in there. <laughs> I, I think that movie yeah. scares the shit out of me. I really do. And if like you had yeah. really good effects and and you know you created a like a weird spider creature that was very spidery, <laughs> so yeah. I think that would actually genuinely freak me out. Ironically, Spider Man would not freak you out. No. <laughs> yeah. I but, think I think there's Marcus, a lot to Marcus. I I hundred percent agree with you because you yeah. take a, a movie like Jaws. Like I'm afraid of sharks, but you don't really even see the shark right until yeah. you know. But it's it's well crafted. Uh, you know the way you ratchet up the tension. You know you don't need to have zombies like running at you to be scared, right? It's just more of like the threat of that happening is what yeah. you, what scares you. Yeah, and the threat of it is actually more the threat of infection versus the the being attacked by the zombie. Well, see, right? that I, didn't that the threat of infection doesn't scare me at all. <laughs> what have you been doing for the past fourteen months? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't scared about you know getting COVID. I was just following guidelines. That's all. The, well, uh, so, so were the so were the emergency crews that were in there. Marcus, you want to talk about your opinion of the emergency response yeah, team? I was not. I was not impressed with the first responders at all. The for the first one, the the neck bite. They just carry the guy down four flights of stairs. They know nothing about putting a little compression on the wound, and it takes like some random medical assistant in the building to be like, "Oh, we should put some compression on that wound." Oh, maybe we should like do that. Like it's a firefighter. Like they know complete first aid. Uh, that part, like really, it just didn't seem believable. The way the police acted didn't seem believable. Like most of like their actions did not feel like genuine at all. And I don't know if that was a, a dubbed issue in the, in hearing the sound and that how they were responding to it or if it was <laughs> Dude, actually I just, just I just cannot imagine watching shaky cam found footage yeah. dubbed. So that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> I'm hard to I tell just, like yeah. what part was due to the audio or what part was due to just the, the, no, the story itself. I, I agree with you. Uh, I was wondering the, the same thing. I just, I think it was like in the panic of it all, they were like more concerned about getting him downstairs than they were and away from a crazy individual. Yeah. But I still was sort of wondering like, okay, who cares? Just like, you know, put him down and, you know, stabilize the wound and then get, take him downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know, and I don't think the police would respond to like a, 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 an older crazy lady quite that way. I don't know, like quite what I expected, but if you think like a police officer going into a building and there's like, okay, this crazy old lady, it seems like they're not going to be like, oh, she bit him. Let's run away. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like, seems like it'd be a different response than that. Or like, it just seems well, so Well, if this happened in place. the U.S., like, you know, she, she they would just would have shot her immediately. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, you know, even that, like, it, I, I feel like the, that opening scene when, when you first see the, the, the old woman, I feel like they, maybe it's because it was, you know, this found footage, uh, format that I, you know, couldn't really tell what was going on with her. Like I could tell she had blood all over her, but, yeah. but it, it wasn't scary. Like it should have been like very creepy. Like, oh my God, like there's something really, really wrong with this person and yeah. you should be scared. But I really wasn't, you know, because I felt it, the, 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 the footage was a bit grainy. I thought it was actually almost effective there. Like I thought initially, like, okay, this looks kind of cool. You're like, oh, they, they're walking in and you see the lady just appears in the background kind of through the people. Like, right? They, um, yeah. And yeah, down the hallway. Angela's in the front. Yeah. yeah. 
And then yeah, like, the police officers I, and then her. I thought it was actually kind of cool and effective, but it wasn't, it was more like spooky, but not really scary. Like yeah, you're more creepy, like, okay, right? who's that? What's going on? Yeah. I, I do think that, I, I actually think that some of the photography in the movie is, is very effective. I, yeah, I think no, that I the, agree. I agree. The way like I thought the, it was like, they had, that part was working well. Yeah. I think it was more story and kind of tying it all together. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the other thing I, I would say is the one other, I guess, compliment I would give this movie is it does feel like the actions of the characters are somewhat realistic, right? I mean, I, I know you're not a fan of the first responders and their abilities, but just in terms of how people might react in that situation, right? They're, they're, they're trying to escape. You see they're losing their shit on each other. Like at one point, the cop pulls the gun on the other people that are in the apartment building. You know, there's no, you don't see anybody doing kind of the, the stupid, making stupid decisions, right? I mean, they make some, maybe some questionable decisions, but um, I don't think that you see them doing kind of the traditional, you know, wacky, dumbass horror trope stuff, right? So that, that part of it's good. I mean, I, that part of it, I think is, it, it does, their actions feel realistic to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, last thing I'd say is I think that some of the sound in the movie, I think is pretty good. So I, I think that the, you know, the, the roar coming from upstairs, by the way, I don't know what's roaring though. I have a question there, but just the sound and how it kind of echoes through the, the stairwell and all that. I think that's pretty good. And I think some of the, the sounds of the attack, like when they're biting and you hear like the squishing and all that kind of stuff, there's, there's some, there's some good sound stuff there. I like it. I, I will tell you, Hovis, that, um, I did watch this movie at night in a dark room yeah. with headphones on. And, um, at various times I, I had to take my headphones off to, because I thought I, I was hearing something in the house. But it was actually <laughs> something in the background in the, in the movie. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it the was good. Was the sound really was good. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I get. I I like the movie. I feel like it just w- did not live up to expectations, and I there were some definite issues with like the writing. Like there's a whole section when you know that um, Angela's interviewing the residents. And it's just like really, it's no, just that like, was why are we, it just slows it all down. It's like, what's yeah. the point? Um, I don't know if you get any like, you know, real critical information during those. Uh, I, I forget what they were even about, but I just remember going like, they get the dog. this is boring. You get the dog from the, uh, well, also there's a couple of problems that, that reminds me, there are a few problems. Like halfway through the movie, all this shit's going on. And then like the, uh, the Asian uh, family is like, oh yeah, my dad's upstairs too. Like. Uh, what like how yeah. how did you forget this for like this long right. right and then do we ever even see the father no no, no. he never he shows up he's never killed he... he's never there's no no point of that yeah i think well, that, i think but, the, but, thing the is... sole purpose was to show that the um the elderly couple was racist <laughs> <laughs> oh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of racism in it a lot of xenophobia going on there yeah well the uh the lady too right because everyone's like blaming each other and yeah um, all right, I just have a couple of random questions and we can see where we want to take this. But uh, there is a scene where, so the, uh, the, you know, there's, been a, there's a cop and a firefighter, they've been bit. And so uh, there is somebody that enters from the hazmat team, right? And he's in his full hazmat suit. By the way, he ends up taking off his, like the hazmat helmet, like relatively quickly <laughs> once he's in there. So, you know, why go in with the, the built-in oxygen system if you're just going to take it off? But putting that aside for a minute. But he has, there's a scene where they have the, the firefighter and the police officer handcuffed to the bed. And he has syringes and he's shooting them full of syringes. So what is he, or what, is he taking samples or what was he supposed to be injecting them with there? That part I didn't really understand. I don't know. 
I don't know. How how would he even know what to what, give them anyways? What, no, what, that, what, that's what, what I'm saying. What, like, whatever it did, it, it sped up their uh, their uh, you know transformation tra- transformation into a, into a vicious creature. Right. So was so were they trying to hint that this guy was involved in some sort of the experiment? I, that part I didn't no, really no, get. No, no. I think it was funding no. something supposedly to help him. But okay. So then, second question. So that guy who is the one who has to go inside a building that is contaminated and potentially has you know aggressive human zombies or whatever um is he the most experienced member of the team or is he the intern that just joined two weeks ago (laughs) it's probably the intern what do you think go collect some samples i think he's the guy who who drew the short straw yeah by Um, the way um just about the uh the hazmat suit uh random question ten thousand dollars would you don a hazmat suit for ten thousand dollars if you know, and then you were covered in spiders. Like, and I'm talking, I'm talking like ones that really, really make you, you, your skin crawl. <laughs> but you, but you're basically like, they're all over you. Right. But you're in a hazmat suit. Would you do it? Uh, it, yeah, sure. Really? Yeah. I, Cause I you just, think... you just close your eyes and just stand there. Cause I'm assuming that they can't get through the hazmat suit. You're assuming. <laughs> well okay we got to talk about hazmat uh hazmat suit durability what, 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 what if they be... chew through the suit and then they, <laughs> they work their way in and uh, you have to keep your eyes open uh yeah well okay yeah i'd still do it i mean sure it's a hazmat suit how about for five thousand <laughs> you can start backing this down. Yeah, twenty bucks. Going to be one hundred and seventy-nine dollars. <laughs> a twenty or two tens? <laughs> What's your breaking point? How about how about we just get like a paint suit from uh, Home Depot? <laughs> you can put one of those on. Yeah, no, that, I'm going to say it has to be a little bit, a little bit more heavy duty than a paint suit. Sorry. Um, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out what else we want to say about this. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what did the what did the medical assistant inject in the guy's face that was my syringe injection question like by the way that, that him... was that that was a good bit of, of uh, practical effects work too the, yeah. the, the yeah. gouges out of the people's faces so that was the one will... kind of like squeamish potentially slightly squeamish part but well, it didn't so... like it didn't explain what he's injecting him with either like i don't know if you have a big open wound you really needed to do an injection on it like uh, maybe it was an antibiotic uh, like into the wound itself it seems like weird yeah uh, yeah i don't know uh-huh. i'm not a medical professional okay well <laughs> since you brought up the gore uh so this is our our zero to ten rating for gore what would you give this two i don't know i think that was the only scene there's some like blood and like they're more covered in it yeah the, the blood work is pretty good just in terms of the blood on the costumes like there there's a lot yeah. that i think looks pretty good there but this to me is sort of a two or a three maybe yeah, I did it a three. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty mm. low. Like, it's not... I mean, especially for a horror movie, right? We're comparing yeah. these in the horror bracket. And what would you say was the overall scariest moment or scariest scene for the movie? I would say that first footage with the old lady... It wasn't that scary, but the first footage with the old lady was the only one that I was a little bit... They built up a little bit of tension and they're going in, like, what's going on, where well, they start playing. And kind of, kind of the way that she's standing there and she has blood on her and you're not really yeah. sure what the hell's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's... I mean, a couple of jump scares, you kind of predicted them. So even if they got you like in the attic and he's moving the camera around, you kind of knew there was going to be something there. I, I, yeah, I don't know that I had a jump scare moment in this movie. 
Like, there yeah. was not, I, I don't remember being jolted because I was very much expecting to see the kid in the attic when they were panning the camera around. Yeah, that was predictable. And even the kid going, um, I don't know if they telegraphed it or what, the, the little girl. Oh, it was uh, totally predictable. Yeah, so they made it all like far too predictable that she at that moment she throws up on her mom and I started laughing at that point. Like, I'm like, is this supposed to be scary? Like, I, it was, I thought so too. I, I, yeah. was, I was like laughing when because it wasn't really that well done either. It was like she's holding the little girl and then all of a sudden she's like, Rah! she like, like bites her face and I'm yeah. like, I just laughed out loud. Yeah, but and then she just screams and goes running upstairs. It just wasn't like it didn't work. From a scare factor, it didn't work. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I thought the little girl when she attacked, at least the you know sort of the acting of the of the little girl itself, I thought she did a pretty good job with it. But it was very predictable. Yeah, you know, practical effects, kind of that the old school gaping latex wound kind of effect, which I yeah. thought that the yeah. yeah their faces after they'd been bitten and all that, uh, I thought it was pretty good. So I, I thought I thought it looked pretty good. Effects I, were nice. Yeah, I, I also want to say that the um, the penthouse was like really really creepy. It's sort of it's something. Uh, the first thought that entered my mind was like, is this where is this John Doe's house from Seven? You know, it, it, oh, yeah. it very much had that sort of look to it. Or Buffalo Bill's basement, <laughs> right? And then um, you know the creature, the the woman at the end, I thought was was really well done. Um, I just want to call it the actor because that was actually played by an actor named Javier Botet, who's played a lot of. He's been in a lot of uh, horror movies as he, he's got this um, uh, a genetic disorder called Marfan syndrome, and he's very tall. He's like six foot seven. And, you know, he's got these very long arms and legs and they're super, super skinny. And they can put him into these really crazy looking costumes. And he just looks so creepy. Um, he, he's basically <laughs> Slender Man in real life is what you're saying. He, he basically, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought that was really well done because I was like, is this a, is this CGI? I I couldn't yeah. believe because it was, you know, it was like this naked old woman that was with, like, just twigs for arms and legs. You know, crazy. Yeah, it looked very very. It, so it was. Weird. I mean, it was very effective. And, yeah, and mm-hmm. and I did like the tension at the end. The concept of of being there in total darkness, and she has the night vision camera on. And she's sitting there trying to figure out how to potentially avoid this thing that is moving around the kitchen. Um, I am, am confused. Where is the guy himself who was the the who was in charge of keeping? Apparently, he just got out of Dodge. Like he was, he. That I was mentioned earlier. Thing. He wasn't around often. Well, yeah, but I think that at some point, you know, based on the limited information we get from the tape recording, that he realized. It was too dangerous to continue. Like there was a risk of spreading the the infection, and so he just sealed left. her up and left. And that's why they said like, an know, oh, he hasn't been around in like years." You know, oh, he lives in Madrid. I know. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem. I'd expect uh, at least you know, burn so, the body or something. Like, well, so, so yeah, she well, must expect she, a she bunch of priests from then? the Vatican to like to to come and and deal with it you know to perform yeah we got this unkillable or, zombie i just yeah. left her in an apartment in barcelona i'm out i mean <laughs> it, at least if you're not gonna bring in like a bunch of priests like you know call the call the cdc or something <laughs> seriously well so okay then 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 who was in the attic and who was the who was the woman in the apartment then 
very specifically as far Which as one? you know oh yeah i don't know who was in the attic is that is the some boy kid yeah. yeah yeah who knows okay so we all have that confusion then because I, yeah you know, yeah i wasn't sure yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be and then Unknown like I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if the way they were setting up that the boy was in the attic and then somehow when it when it came down it became that thing that was wandering around the kitchen yeah i thought that was a lady i don't think yeah. it was the same person i think there are two different people so I think what you're hearing is that uh, the ending it might be slightly confusing. Is what we're <laughs> I think that's what we're settling on. Hmm. But now I'm not seeing it. Um, so that's kind of weird. This is great material for it, it's really, it's <laughs> yeah. really good. Isn't it? <laughs> this is gonna like some, this is some cutting edge podcast shit right here. Wait, wait for those those views to just soar. As we as we listen yeah. to Colin searching on the internet, I know, right? <laughs> this guy's have you searched this on the guy, internet yourself? This, have this you guy. ever listened to somebody search the internet? <laughs> These guys are at the top of their game. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it now, so that's sort of weird. So I, I I have to believe that that was her up in the attic. Yeah, I mean that, that would make sense. some sense. They didn't do a good job of connecting it. It looked like a little boy, and then when she came down, it seemed like much larger. But I don't know. They need to do a better job with that one. I don't know that there were any cool kills in this movie. Do you guys think that there was anything cool? Was there, was, there a, was there a favorite attack that you had? It was all just biting, like a bite to the neck. Yeah. Not yeah. that cool. I'll, I'll give it to the little girl just for, you know, the fact little girl munching on somebody. I like that. I did like at one point the, the firefighter, like, I don't know what he picked up, like maybe a lamp and he like smacked the old lady in the face with the lamp. I thought that was a good one. <laughs> just like oh, a, I, well, I also did like she was like charging that, him he's like bonk <laughs> back off I, I, lady I, I, I did like when the, the the fireman that was becoming infected and he he tried to chain himself inside that area and then he grabbed the guy and basically just bit him right in the head I, I did like that I thought that was pretty good the the head bite the zombie head bite's always a little uh, that's a little disturbing it can be alright well it's time to choose your death everybody who died in this movie how would you want to go out fall to my death quickly i don't i don't want to be turned into a zombie yeah this to me seems pretty straightforward which is when you, if you have a chance to just take a swan dive down the middle of the stairwell and smash into the into the ground do a yeah. little uh, end of dread moment i think i would definitely go that way hmm i think i would go for the uh the starvation route no <laughs> <laughs> no i don't didn't did did no one get like Accidentally shot. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think anybody did. Did did anyone get shot? I mean, the, the old cop? the old lady got shot a couple times, but she came back. Right. Yeah. So there there is no uh, no no clarity on the mythology in terms of what you can and cannot do if you're infected. Right. I'll take the uh, I'll take the the neck twist because it looked, oh, you know, it looked, so it we looked were just instantaneous talking. but uh, you know, i still don't think that it, that actually works but uh, yeah i forget what podcast we were talking about but the fireman at one point does just reach over and just randomly break somebody's neck so we are going to have to answer yeah. the question how much pressure does it take to actually break somebody's neck well i think it was the we, descent we, it was descent, the descent yeah that, yeah you know kill a zombie kill a bloodthirsty cave dweller it seems Twist. like anybody it seems like anybody can do it at any time i right? just reach out <laughs> snap someone's Every, neck I, well everyone thinks they're um bruce lee right you just Grab them. All right. Well, let me ask you guys, what did you learn from this movie? I, I learned don't be a documentary film crew. <laughs> not, a, not a good plan. 
Yeah. So I, what I learned is that uh, it, it just continued. It's continued learning, which is if you are involved in any sort of a biocontamination moment and you are one of the civilians and the government comes in, you're screwed. Because <laughs> <laughs> think about that outbreak. They were going like, to drop a fuel air explosive and blow up an entire town. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, they fired some artillery on the town. They're um, using artillery on us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with the blob, the remake of the blob, uh, they surrounded the town. They were just going to kill all the civilians. So, uh, yeah, you know what? Really, what, if it comes down to biocontamination, you're on your own. It's uh, it's it's just up to you. The government is not going to help you. I learned, stick to the road, stay off the ramblas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, I think we are at the <laughs> wrap moment, so... Maybe you guys could just provide some final thoughts along with a letter grade. And would you recommend it? Marcus. Uh, my final thoughts. I watched the English dub version. Don't do that. I would give a letter grade of that movie a D. I think the movie has some decent merits. If you watch the original Spanish version, I can see it being better, but I would still put it pretty low grade. Probably give it a C. Uh, not scary. Not overall effective, but okay. Colin. I'm going to give it a C. Um, I think it is well made. It's just not very scary. But I think I would recommend it. But And, and here's where we go back to the, the what, what's scary and why can't we find like a scary movie. Um, I, think, I think age has a lot to do with it. I think being, you know, turning into an old fuck. You, there's just not that much that really scares you anymore. You've sort of seen it all. Um, you sort of You're know like, oh, what prostate cancer. What, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reality scares you more than is my adjustable rate mortgage. Where's it going to be in seven years? <laughs> That's what's truly terrifying. Seriously, though, um, you know, like real life is more is scarier than a lot of these movies. These movies are way more effective on younger viewers. And so I would probably recommend this to a much younger viewer because I think that they would get a total kick out of it and find it scary. Us, yep. you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, I will probably give it as a letter grade a C plus. How about that? Um, I, I do think that. There's a lot that is, for a found footage film, the way that they do it, I think that it's it's actually done fairly well. I really do think the performances of all the actors in the film are quite good. Manuela Valesco, I, I think her performance in particular is really good, and she she anchors the film and uh, really provides a you know a great perspective as you know what, what it would be like to be in that situation in terms of just kind of watching her get more and more terrified as it goes. And I and I do think the very end of it with the you know the um, night vision. And all that is is actually done really well. It's and the sort of the claustrophobia of being stuck in that that situation, and you're in, in pitch black. So that's pretty cool. Um, I just think that you know, for me, it's a found footage film. So again, not my favorite genre. And I do think that it's just kind of the 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 possession switch at the end or the flip in the last five minutes is just why I don't think it, I don't think it's I think it's totally unnecessary, and it just create it just opens a ton of questions more than anything else. So. I don't know. That that I thought was goofy, and I think the movie would have worked better if they had just made it a straight kind of contamination issue. I, I don't think they were going for possession necessarily. I'd be curious to see the, the sequels, to see how they carry it. I think they were considering, like, maybe possessions are just a, a biological 
disease or something. Maybe yeah. maybe it's not actually possession. Maybe it's just this whatever enzyme thing. Well, I think that's what the Vatican w- wanted to find out, right? Yeah. So I don't and think then, it's necessarily possession. I don't know. I'd have to, like, they dropped that in the last, you know, right, as we said, the last couple <laughs> minutes. So you don't really discover what they're thinking. So maybe the sequels cover it or not. But Also, what the hell is the Vatican thinking? I mean, basically, you've got a biological entity here that you're, that you need to um, do research on. So you give it to some guy who's like, you know, basically in another life is, is John Doe. And, you know, what about bringing in the CDC or some like actual biological researchers to do this? Uh, You know, if I found out some guy was experimenting on (laughs) dangerous enzymes in, in my building, uh, I think I'd call the co-op board. (laughs) What was the name of Andy McDowell's character in Hudson Hawk? Because they should have sent her in to investigate, I think. That's what the Vatican should have done. I'm not no, sure the Vatican has this many, like, uh, like investigative arms. No, I think the Va- same Vatican people. Vatican special ops. The, the same yeah. people who sent uh, Andy McDowell in, you know, are, are the same people who, like, gave it off to this guy. And this seems very in line with, with how the Vatican does business. <laughs> at, least in, at least in movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the actual Vatican is... Uh, performing that many covert ops outside their borders i don't, I don't know i don't know uh, what are all those bishops do think, doing everywhere how do you think they survived this long <laughs> all right well anything else you guys would like to say about the 2007 spanish film wreck i was hoping for more well hope you enjoyed our quote-unquote conversation about the film wreck Mainly what we would say is that it's worth, it's probably worth watching. I think we all had at least a very light recommendation. We do think that the found footage, at least the angle they take on it, is workable and the performances are good. It's just not particularly scary. It didn't scare us. So hopefully it'll scare you. And if uh, you're not familiar with the found footage genre, I don't know, you could probably do worse than starting with this one. And with that, this is the Real DMC Podcast, Friday Night Frights Edition, wrapping up. No, signing off. Goodbye. <laughs> get out of here. Are, are, are we wrapping up or signing off? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Let's just get the hell out of this. We're, just, we're done. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. <sighs> All right. That'll be a good 30-minute episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>